Welcome to the Older Adult to Geriatric Nutrition Answers podcast presented to you by LongTermCareRD.com. I'm Michelle Sari, your host and presenter of today's episode. And today we're going to be talking about four causes of weight loss in the elderly. I'm going to give you a breakdown of the major causes that you should be investigating to determine the actual cause so that you can get nutrition interventions that will target the cause of weight loss and prevent any further weight loss. But before we get into today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about the latest and greatest resource that has been published in the shop on longtermcarerd.com. It's called the Ultimate Long-Term Care Dietitian's Reference Guide. If you have been looking for a pocket guide, then you need to buy this reference. I find that almost every long-term care dietitian resource out there, it is quite clear that they were written by people who have never actually been a dietitian in long-term care. And so the resources that they give you are just generalized nutrition information. They're not specific to how to do the job, giving you step-by-step examples and very clear information from a dietitian who's been on the front lines just like you. Now this reference guide, it has over 140 pages of comprehensive nutrition information for working in long-term care. The guide is filled with cheat sheets so you won't have to search around for every single answer online anymore. Unlock the key to success in long-term care nutrition with the all-encompassing reference guide. It goes over the basics of nutrition and long-term care, nutrition assessment, I give you step-by-step how to perform one, as well, how do you interpret the results, how to make individualized nutrition care plans, the nutrition management of chronic conditions, I break it down very common conditions that we deal with. Also, I dive into nutrition support or artificial nutrition. I guide you through end-of-life nutrition, general food service operations information, and what is the role of the dietitian, even if they're not the food service manager in the team. Also, how the heck do you work in a team environment when you have difficult people you're working with? And lastly, I go over regulations, documentation, as well as quality improvement, because it's all very important to the role of a dietitian. So you can grab that on the longtermcarerd.com shop page. I'll also link it in the show notes of this episode. Okay, now let's get into today's topic. Weight loss in the elderly can seem inevitable at times and the cause unknown, but let me dispel the mystery of unexplained weight loss. Weight loss may be inevitable in the case of certain diseases, but the cause can be determined. So let's look at, are there categories of weight loss in the elderly? Yes, and not all weight loss is considered the same in the older adult population. As a healthcare professional, we look at the two different categories of weight change in older adults significant and non-significant. In most facilities, significant is going to be classified as a 5% weight gain or loss in a 30-day time period or a 10% weight gain or loss in 180 days. Now there will be some facilities that are going to do the 7.5% weight gain or loss in 90 days, but I always recommend to dietitians that look at your policy, save yourself from some work, If it's not in your policies, I don't typically track the 7.5% weight loss or gain. Now, most of us will pay attention to this significant weight loss 
that's more often that we see than the significant weight gain. But non-significant weight loss is still a really important thing to monitor. Someone can have slow progressive weight loss month after month, but it's only a kilogram here and there. So we don't really flag them as having a big weight change. But their weight loss, it doesn't fall into the significant category. One year later we look and all of a sudden they've lost a significant amount of weight. Now, because we don't track year after year, I still recommend that every 12 month period you're tracking and looking back. So when you're doing your annual assessment, it's great to look back at that 12 month and see where were we one year ago. No matter how much weight an older person is losing, if they are consistently losing weight over time, they need to be assessed by the dietitian. And a question that I frequently get is, well, why is weight loss a risk? Weight loss is a risk because it can be the result of an underlying unknown medical condition. Monitoring weights monthly in the elderly is a great tool to know if something is going on with their overall health. I always recommend that as long as an individual agrees to be weighed, their weights should be tracked because it's a requirement in long-term care homes currently. If someone doesn't want to be weighed on a scale, which does happen, there are other ways to know if they are losing weight. This can include if their clothes aren't fitting like they used to, their underwear is needing to be replaced because it's too big, or you could perform a nutrition-focused physical exam, also called the NFPE. It's a great tool for registered dietitians to use if they're trained on it. It monitors for muscle and fat loss, and it's a great way to determine a shrinking body because unintentional weight loss and having a frail frame, they're put at an increased risk for fractures, which can impact quality of life and can lead to early mortality. So if you want to get training on the nutrition focused physical exam, I recommend going onto the website. I'll link the specific book in the show notes here, and you can get a book that trains you on the NFPE. I don't personally train dietitians on it right now. Um, so the book that I'm recommending is available to dietitians, but it's not through the long-term care RD, though I still do advocate for it. Now, weight loss is a complex issue because it impacts muscle strength, like I said, early mortality risk, and if serious enough, it can be a major contributing factor to the early death. So now if we look at the top four causes of weight loss in the elderly, these are the top four categories. So here we're going to be talking about how it may help you discover the underlying cause of weight loss. And by treating the underlying cause, you may help restore the individual to a healthy weight or prevent further weight loss, which is also a really great nutrition goal. So number one, physiological causes. Physiological means a physical body reason why unintended weight loss may be occurring. The reason might be a diagnosis or an underlying condition. It may cause sudden weight loss as some medical conditions will change at different paces. In the early stages of many health conditions, we don't typically observe big weight loss, but as diseases progress, we may see weight dropping more rapidly. So here's a few examples of diseases that while the onset might not cause the initial big weight drop, we do see it later on. So this could be something like COPD, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, certain infections if they're not getting enough protein and calories to meet their needs, um, a surgery, so a hip replacement or a fracture surgery, we will see a weight dip as they're starting recovery typically, and even dysphagia. 
In the early stages of dysphagia, we might not need to adjust their diet texture or their fluid viscosity, but let's say they have dysphagia secondary to dementia, well, their swallowing quality goes down and it gets more difficult and so they may not be eating as much. So that would also be a reason that we might see decreased food intake and then weight loss happening. Another example is when the body is healing from an infection. It's requiring, like I said, increased calories and protein to provide the infected area nutrition to heal. It's very important for family members and healthcare professionals to closely monitor for any signs or symptoms of infections. A great example that I've had in my previous clinical experience has been a patient with type 2 diabetes that seemingly they were following a pretty strict diabetic diet because we couldn't get their blood sugars under control. So staff referred this patient to me because their A1C had gone from 7.0%, which is a relatively normal range for an older adult, and it went up to 11.1% in a short period of time. Now, any healthcare that has professional that's experienced would recognize that this is an unlikely realistic change in a short period of time. The diet is not going to spike a blood sugar um, on an average over three months, which is what the A1C is. So upon further investigation, it turned out that the patient had an infection in their mouth. So infections can give a falsely high A1C level. So the infection in their mouth was of course causing them pain, leading to decreased food intake and weight loss. So the nutrition problem was not the blood sugars being uncontrolled. The nutrition problem was they had decreased food intake and this was secondary to the infection. So it's important that if you notice an older person having weight loss, you really need to do your investigation. The second cause of weight loss is psychological causes. This is significant in the elderly, so do not underestimate the cause. This category, it really does affect elderly people. So some examples of psychological causes might be depression, dementia, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, and anxiety disorders. Now, if you work with a really great team, which I have thankfully had awesome nurses and awesome doctors in my past, they can catch these very early and treat them. Typically, they're treated with medication and it is quite effective. One research study found that depression was a primary reason for weight loss in the elderly. Today, however, many medical professionals will recognize depression in the early stages, and this can help with early diagnosis and treatment. Citalopram is a frequently used medication in the long-term care setting to treat late-life depression, and many do see really positive results from this. While the doctors will treat the depression with medications, Dietitians can deal with the nutrition-related uh, side effects of depression. So some results we'll see are unintentional weight loss, malnutrition, loss of appetite, and obviously inadequate food and fluid intake. All of these symptoms that dietitians can treat with a food-first approach and then oral nutritional supplements as needed. The third major cause of weight loss is medication. Medication side effects play a role in weight loss in the elderly because they can alter taste perception, they can cause dry mouth, dysphagia, anorexia, and altered bowel habits. 
So though medications are really beneficial for patients to treat certain conditions, they can impact nutrition in a very dramatic way as well. The best way to handle a situation where a medication is having a negative effect on a patient's nutrition is to speak with the doctor about alternatives. Alternatives to certain prescription medications can be explored to reduce their impact on a patient's nutrition. And again, I have worked with some really great doctors that are open to the discussion of trying alternative medications. I will caveat this and say, if you're going to approach a doctor because you believe that a medication is altering a patient's nutrition, come with evidence. So I have a resource on the longtermcarerd.com. It's a free resource for you and it's food and medication interactions. Um, this book, it's a the actual book, which is available to dietitians online is quite hard to get. So I've given a list of common medications that we see in the elderly as well as their nutrition side effects. So browse through the list of medications that your patient is on. If it's a new medication particularly, investigate the nutrition side effects if you think that might be playing a part. But typically I like to rule out other causes before I approach a doctor about a medication change, especially if the medication is helping a patient. And not all doctors are going to say yes to changing a medication, especially let's say if it's dementia and that medication is controlling behaviors, they're not going to be as apt to change it. So you may have to come up with different nutrition interventions to counteract what the medication is doing. The fourth is social causes. Social isolation is the most frequently observed in patients in a long-term care setting. If a person is newly admitted to long-term care, they may have been suffering from financial constraints, social isolation, and loneliness in the community. It's important to provide someone with the social supports that they feel comfortable with to reduce the social isolation that is preventing them from eating. This might mean having them sit with one person at meals to get them comfortable with the idea of a social dining experience because they may not be used to a social dining experience. So to put them, let's say, in the smack dab middle of a dining room and then have them socialize with a bunch of people that they don't know, it might be a little too overwhelming at first. So just take this into account when you're planning where they're going to sit, get their input, is there a specific area that's available in the dining room that they really would like to sit at and try to make it work because social dining experiences have been shown to increase food and food intake in the elderly. A shift to long-term care or away from single living to a different environment can take time for them to get used to as well. So provide them with the support and give them time to adjust to a new setting, especially if they were apprehensive about coming. If an individual has been in long-term care for a while and starts to show social isolation, I highly recommend with talking with the family members and the healthcare team to combat this. Though some individuals will want to eat alone, I strongly discourage eating in their rooms. This is for both their safety as well as their food and fluid intake. We can't always cure, and I put that in air quotes, the social factors impacting someone, but we can try our best to minimize their impact. So, once we've discovered what is the major cause of inadequate food and fluid intake, how do we treat it? So the treatment for unintentional weight loss, it will vary depending on what the cause of the weight loss was. Some general principles for preventing further weight loss are 
try a food first approach. So let's fortify the foods with high calorie, high protein additions. Let's also prioritize nutritious foods. So those would be my number one recommendation is always dairy products because with dairy products, you can get a significant amount of calories, protein, vitamin D, and calcium in a small portion. You can also add oral nutritional supplement drinks between meals. Do not offer them at meals. They don't benefit people at meals because it's going to take away from their food and fluid intake. You can also provide frequent snacks throughout the day and get their preferred or favorite foods put into their routine. So this might mean you're going, you're talking to them and just finding out what do they want to eat. Also encouraging social interactions during meals. So if they have friends, it might be great if they can sit with them. Reduce distractions during meals. So no TV and soft music can help. You also want to ensure that the meal is visually appealing. So you're going to want to be doing audits in the kitchen to see how is the food presented. Not just for regular meals. You better be auditing the mince diet as well as the puree diet. And they should look appetizing because we eat with our eyes before we eat with our mouths. So I also have more articles on the website about how to treat and prevent weight loss. And by treating the causes of weight loss in the elderly, we can try our best to increase their quality of life as they age. So I hope that today's episode was really helpful. Be sure to like and follow the show on your Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever streaming service you listen to. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at LongTermCareRD. You can also find the website at LongTermCareRD.com. In the show description notes, you will find an article related to the topic that I spoke about today. And if you ever want to get in contact, please feel free to find my contact information on the website. But it is longtermcarerd at gmail.com. And until the next episode, we'll see you then.